Hey everyone, thank you for joining me in studio. You are tuned in to a live recording of Reverend Tashi's Talks. I'm your host, Reverend Tashi Campbell. It is always my pleasure to remind you that a good God can do great things in your life. All right, all right, all right. This is the second episode in the series, It's Easier Said Than Done. And today we are talking about forgiveness. You can't afford to miss it. All right. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me in studio today. It's a lovely evening. You've had a long day and it's time to just hang and let's talk. Today we're talking about forgiveness. Why is it so hard to forgive? Can we really forgive and forget? And how can we move past the hurt and pain caused by someone we trusted. An interesting discussion in store for us today, an interesting talk. And I want to share some interesting statistics with you as we begin this episode. I want to share some interesting statistics. So there's an article that was written by Kate Megas. I hope I got that correct. Uh, This person is a psychotherapist and a clinical supervisor. And uh, she had some things to say about unforgiveness. And I'm going to read, quote, Unforgiveness is when you are unwilling or unable to forgive someone for hurting, betraying, breaking your trust, or causing you intense emotional pain. Forgiving is highly recommended, she says as there are various researches that have been carried out which shows that unforgiveness causes health issues, including, now listen to this. This is some interesting stuff. Unforgiveness causes health issues, including, the first one is cancer. This person says that 61% of cancer patients have forgiveness issues. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's very interesting. Also, this clinical psychologist therapist says suppressed anger. People often get angry for any reason. People who get angry for any reason, they usually have issues associated with forgiveness. And then, of course, there is low self-esteem. Lack of self-love stem from not forgiving yourself or self-acceptance. Bitterness, that, she says, increases the risk of depression. And of course, we know when there's unforgiveness, there's usually bitterness in the heart. It is very rarely that unforgiveness travels or lives in a place by itself. They usually have several cousins, first, second, and third. 
And of course, she says constant worrying increases the risk of sleep deprivation and anxiety. There's also the issue of blood pressure and heart disease. So all of these are issues, health issues associated with unforgiveness. Very, very interesting statistics there. Very, very interesting information. And you know, this leads me to this point where I want to say that when we choose to withhold forgiveness from those who have wronged us, we inflict more pain on ourselves and we inadvertently give power or control of ourselves over to the object of our unforgiveness. That's interesting. So since we know that unforgiveness affects our health physically, it disrupts our balance emotionally, and possibly, very likely, it robs us of our peace of mind, then why is it that we find it such a challenge to forgive other people? Why is it that we find it so hard to forgive others, even as Christians who are saved and sanctified and, and you know, we're filled with the Holy Spirit and all of that, we are having challenges forgiving other people. Why is it so hard? Well, one author offers these suggestions and I added one to it. We find it hard to forgive because one, we feel it means no justice for our pain. So we think that withholding forgiveness from the person who has wronged us is going to be a justification or an indication that, you know, we're not going to get any justice for the pain that we feel. Secondly, we find it hard to forgive because we can't stop the hurt. And since we can't stop the hurt, then that continuously invades our thoughts. And because it is always in our thoughts, we repeat in our minds and we rehearse the wrong that has been done so it becomes a challenge to forgive. And thirdly, we find it hard to forgive because we think other people's sin is worse than our own. We think other people's sin is worse than our own sin. Hmm. Isn't that true? I mean, which of us have never been forgiven by God or even by other people? So why is it that when we are wronged, we think that withholding, we are justified in withholding forgiveness because what they have done is worse than what we have done or part in it or what we have ever done? So that's, those are some of the reasons why we find it so hard to forgive. And this is the one that I want to add to that. We find it hard to forgive because we feel that we are somehow hurting the other person when we withhold forgiveness. Oh, yes. There are some people who think that when we withhold forgiveness from others, from those who hurt us, that we're hurting them. So I'm not going to forgive you because I want you to be as, as hurt as possible or even worse than what you would have done for me or to me. So I'm not going to forgive you. Well, 
the question still confronts us. Is it even possible to forgive and forget? Is it even possible to forgive and forget? And this is something that we hear about so often. Oh, just forgive and forget. Is it easy? Is it possible? Is it recommended? Is this something that the scriptures teach? Oh, well, let's see. To address this question about whether or not it's possible to forgive and forget, let's first talk about what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is a decision. It's a choice. It's a decision or a choice. Forgiveness is releasing feelings of resentment or bitterness. It's releasing feelings of resentment or bitterness. Forgiveness is also giving up or desire for revenge. Hmm. Forgiveness is giving up or desire for revenge. It is surrendering or desire for retaliation. And I want to quickly jump to what forgiveness is not. Forgiving someone who hurt us does not mean that they are not to be held accountable for what they have done. And it certainly does not mean that we are ignoring what they have done to us. Forgiving someone who hurt us does not mean that we ignore what they did. It does not mean that we condone what they did. And it does not mean that the hurt never happened. Mm -hmm. That's what forgiveness is not any of those things. Forgiveness means that we're letting it go, we're moving on, and the issue is not going to control our lives. It's not going to dictate what goes on in our lives. That's what forgiveness is. Well, it is said that true forgiveness is when you forgive and forget. Many people say that, authors have said that, but the truth is we may genuinely struggle to forget. Like, come on. Sometimes, I mean, some of us have gone through some real traumatic experiences, some very terrible things, and it is just the most challenging. I mean, forgiving is hard enough, but to forget that you did that to me, I'm never going to forget it. You know, that's that's what some people say. And as long as I live, I will never forget what you did to me. Well, of course, if that's how we think, then that's probably what we're going to do. Well, the truth is we might struggle to forget, but even if we find it hard to forget, we must be deliberate to let go of the emotional pain that has been caused. And I always use this example because I think it is so important. I think it is so appropriate. When I was a little girl, you know, I was always playing hard with my big brother. And I remember one day we were playing and we, I remember one day we were playing and I went through this barbed wire fence. 
And in going through the barbed wire fence behind my big brother, I got this really nasty cut on my knee. It was very painful. I remember the event and I remember the cut. I remember that it hurt. I remember how I reacted. I remember everything there. But you know what I have forgotten? I've forgotten the pain. I don't remember the details of the pain at that time. And what else is true is that there, I look at my knee now and I don't see a scar, but there was a time for years I had this scar on my knee and the scar reminded me of the event, but then the pain associated with the event was forgotten. And I say that to say that I think forgiveness is similar to that. Sometimes you will struggle to forget what it is. And I want to hasten to say that it is possible to forget because it depends on how we are being healed, how we are processing and what we are doing, you know, and it will take some time, sometimes many, many years. It will take some time. However, we must remember that uh, Letting go of the emotional pain is the first step to this process of being healed from the hurt. And that's what it is. Forgiveness is making the decision first and foremost. And if we are going to grow and mature in our faith, we need to extend forgiveness to others. When we are forgiven, there are some things that happen when we are forgiven. You know, I see someone, I see Tammy in the studio making a comment and she says, many of us tend to hold on to the hurt even after we claim to forgive. And you're so right about that, Tammy. That's true. And you, you, she also says many of us say that we have moved away from the hurt and anguish and animosity, but our actions show otherwise. And that is also true. If our actions are not consistent with what we have said that we have forgiven, then we really haven't forgiven because our actions will be that out, overflow out of our hearts. And that is important. Okay, so we have to pay attention. Everything, when we say we forgive, everything has to come behind that forgiveness. So what happens when we are forgiven? When we are forgiven, we receive an undeserving gift. None of us are deserving of God's forgiveness. When, when we are forgiven, we get to offer this gift to another. So we should be willing to extend forgiveness to others because of how much we have been forgiven. And when we are forgiven, we get to start over. That's so amazing. We get to start over. And when we forgive others, one, we are obeying God. Two, we're given peace of mind. And three, we're spared an embittered heart. When we choose to forgive, we are choosing not to harbor and keep in bitterness in our hearts. And then finally, before I close, I want to say, you know, the question is, how can we move past the hurt and pain caused by someone that we would have trusted? And I want to offer some 
instructions, I would say, from that article I made reference to earlier, written by Kate Megas, who is a clinical psychologist, therapist. And she says that when we want to move past the hurt and the pain and so on, she offers four uh, instructions or steps. First, she says we must be, we must accept what has happened. We must learn from the experience. We must talk about it. And then we must seek to get closure. Acceptance, learn from the experience, talk about it, and seek to get closure. So what is this acceptance? We don't need to make excuses for the person that hurt us. We certainly don't, and we shouldn't. If it is a case where you don't even want the person back in your life, if you don't want the person back in your life, then it's essential to just accept that that is how you feel and to accept that you can't change the past. It has already happened. How can you now heal from that and move forward? And then if you're going to learn now, the second step is to learn from the experience. You know, sometimes in life we go through things in order for us to learn some life lessons. And sometimes these things help us to develop and to grow and to mature. And in every negative experience, it is important for us to ask the question, what lessons have we learned? Why is that important? Because you don't want to repeat the same things over and over again. Whatever led you to that situation, whatever red flags you may have seen and you ignored them, or whatever the situation might be, you know, what if, if, if it is applicable? Because I know that there are so many varied situations. What can you do going forward? What are the lessons that you would have learned? It is important to learn from the experiences, especially negative experiences in our lives, because nobody likes to go through negative experiences. And thirdly, she says, talk about it. Talk about it. When you feel like you are ready to forgive, you know, you can make arrangements to contact the person that has hurt you and to express yourself because talking things over helps you to let go. And sometimes we feel that, you know, the person who is the object of our unforgiveness, we don't want to talk to them again. So, okay, I'll just let it go and move on. I just don't want to see them again and so on. But there are some situations where that is not the most practical thing to do. What if this person is your spouse? What if this person is a member of your family? What if this person is a colleague at work that you have to see every day? What if this person is a church brother or church sister? Will you just not talk to them anymore? You know, and sometimes you can invite a third party into, you know, the discussion to be like a mediator, to talk through the hurt and the pain and to decide to say, yes, I'm going to release this. So the talking about it is important for many people. They hold it on the inside. They, they tell themselves that, yes, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to forgive, but they don't talk it out. They don't talk it through. So some of those emotions, especially the negative emotions that are, you know, tumbling over each other and, and wrapping up themselves inside of the heart, they don't get full expression and sometimes it becomes even worse because 
we're not sure why we feel the way we do. It moves from confused about how I feel to being heavy. And then the heaviness gets into bitterness and the bitterness moves on to resentment. And then the resentment moves on to something else and it just continues to grow. By the time you're looking, you're having blood pressure problems, heart problems, health issues, and it just keeps going on and on. It is important to talk about it. And then finally, she says, see closure. If you have decided that you no longer want to have that person back in your life who has hurt you, well, that's your decision. That's your decision. If that's the most practical thing for you, that's fine. And if that is the case, based on who it is and the context and your situation, you can write a letter to that person to express how you feel. And then you throw the letter away or you burn it. You know, because writing is one way that helps persons to get rid of negative emotions or emotions that are suppressed. So, you know, that is important for, for, for us to consider and to do. So closure, seeking closure is very, very important if we're talking about moving past the hurt and the pain caused by someone who has hurt us. And in closing, I want to bring our attention to Matthew chapter 18, verse 23 through to 35. I'm always so uh, humbled by this scripture, and it always amazes me that uh, something like this is in the Bible, and you, we hardly hear people talk about it. This is what it says. I'm reading the New International Version, reading from Matthew 18. Verse 23, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay you back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. And this is verse 35, the last verse. It says, 
This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is powerful. This is how my heavenly father, this is Jesus speaking, will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Now, if we hear Jesus saying this, why would we not be willing to make even the effort to forgive those who have done wrong towards us? I want to tell you something about that parable. First of all, the message is this, that since God has shown believers such great mercy by pardoning their sins, they should in turn forgive the sins of others from their heart. Now, remember that this gentleman was placed in prison and the Bible says that the master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured. The word jailers there literally means torturers. And this man's debt was not, it was not possible to be paid in full. Because when persons went into prison, they were not allowed to work to earn anything. So pretty much it was a done deal for him. And since the debt could not, be, could not possibly be repaid, this parable here is symbolizing the torture that is eternal punishment. So in other words, we might just miss heaven if we continue to withhold forgiveness from those who have hurt us. My friends, it is easier said than done. That is for sure. But with God, we know that we are able to do. God is not going to ask us to do anything that uh, is impossible to do and that he is not prepared to enable us to do. That, my friends, is the message there that we should give attention to. So I trust that you are even now thinking about your own heart and lives and whether you have been withholding forgiveness or giving forgiveness. We are out of time and I trust that you have been blessed. Have you been blessed? I know I have been blessed. Thank you for hanging with me. I really enjoyed our talk today. And until next time, I'm your host, Reverend Tashi Campbell. Blessings. Blessings.